Welcome to Get Gig Ready. If you're a music maker emerging or early in your career, or even a veteran looking to brush up on the basics, we're here to get you close to some amazing local talent to help amp up your skills. Get Gig Ready is presented by City of Ride, Lane Cove Council, the Live Music Office, Music New South Wales, and 2SER, with support from Macquarie University. Today, I'm joined by Tamsin, a wonderful local singer-songwriter who has just won the International Songwriting Competition for her song SOS, which she produced with Chris Arnott. Now, you won the 2020 version of this competition, but just found out about it, right? The 2020 competition edition however they only announce it like midway through 2021 so yeah yeah one of those competitions one of those yeah yeah i guess the thing i wanted to start uh talking about is that the international songwriting competition has artists from all around the world it's incredibly competitive and you took out uh, an award in the unpublished category with your track sos and I wanted to ask, you know, how was that process for you? You know, was there extra preparation for yourself putting a song together to submit to that competition? Or was it just a matter of like picking a song you were working on and choosing the best? How did that come about? It's a bit of a story, but I tend to write music weekly. I do a lot of songwriting. Um, I've got, I think, about 60, 70 demos now in the past, I think, two and a half years that I've been writing. And um I was writing a lot of music with a whole bunch of different producers, but in particular, SOS was written with uh, Chris Arnott. Yeah. And um, I was preparing for my next release this year and held an A&R session with a few uh, musician friends. And they had all voted and said that SOS was their favorite song. From there, we were planning on releasing SOS, things like that. And I had heard from a friend about the international songwriting competition. um, And I kind of went, hmm okay, I'll, I'll submit a few songs, see where it goes, might as well. So I chucked in the draft for SOS. Um, so pretty much just the demo of SOS. We hadn't really re-recorded final vocals. We hadn't finished um, most of the production. We just chucked it in and hoped for the best. And then a few months later, I got an email saying I was a semi-finalist and then a finalist and then the winner of the unpublished category, which was unreal we didn't expect it whatsoever but i mean it's it's a great surprise yeah i mean and it's got to feel awesome winning it on something that was unfinished because it means that the songwriting shines despite the production which is so sick yeah it was really surprising especially when i was like wait a second we we submitted this at like the very very beginning of the year um so i don't think we actually finished the song so i had to go into my account and actually realize that no we hadn't finished it it was just just a demo. Yeah, no, that's that's really cool. I guess the other thing I wanted to touch on, you worked with uh, Chris Arnott on SOS itself. And, you know, we first got in touch through uh, Jack Rogers, who's been on the uh, the show earlier this season. So it seems like collaboration is a, a big part of the music you do. And there's all sorts of group work that you've done in the past. You also performed uh, on The Voice as a choir singer. So it, it's just collaboration front to back. You know, what does collaboration on that level help you do with your career as a musician? Well, collaborations are great. I've I've done um, music courses and things like that. And everywhere I've been, the biggest tip I've gotten is make as many contacts in the industry as possible because um, maybe you might make a friend with someone that's maybe quite small on social media, things like that currently, but you guys can grow together. Say one of the tips I got was when you collaborate with someone they, they can be on your level, a little bit higher, things like that. Either way, both of you get something out of it. But the idea is as many contacts as you get, the better it is. Because if I'm, say, singing with sister's sister, I then have, say, 20 people in which I know in the industry. Those 20 people might know 20 more people. I then have um, warm touches to new people in the industry, which makes it 
absolutely amazing. And Australia is a really, really small market in comparison to the USA and things like that. Yeah. So it's really good when you get as many contacts, you feel like you know everyone in the country that's a musician. Totally. I mean, that's the craziest thing getting into any arts career here in Australia is you're suddenly like so much closer to people that you've respected for all of your life. And you're like, wait, they're just, they're only that far away from me. That's crazy. Pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely insane how tiny the industry is, but I guess um, it does really feel like a little bit of a family to be honest though. Yeah. Yeah. It definitely can. I think the other thing that was fun that you kind of touched on in there, the idea of building all of those connections, either, even with people at your level because I sometimes hear, you know, the, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room example applied. But I think music and arts is kind of, uh, as you suggest, not the case because you really can help bring up those around you. And the creative side of collaboration as well is super important because not only do you have those connections that you're talking about, but you have, as you uh, were mentioning with the track SOS, have that feedback from the people around you for the things that you put together. Yeah, well, um, the thing is, being a musician, as I said, it's predominantly about contacts. There's so many people out there with so, so much talent, and they might only have 50 followers on Instagram or something. So at the end of the day, just because you have 50,000 followers on Instagram or subscribers on YouTube, there may be someone that has not even half of what you have, and they might be more talented than you at the end of the day. It's just a matter of getting reach and to be honest, a little bit of just getting lucky at the end of the day. Yeah. I think the other thing that's talking about social media there, you have a dance competition that you did for SOS to kind of promote a little bit, getting people to do a bit of choreography. I haven't submitted mine yet. I'll confess. I I guess how important to you is social media as a promotion tool? Because I think a lot of people, especially only being able to communicate over social media over the past years, kind of jaded them to it a bit. You know, how do you feel about uh, using it as a platform to get in contact with people even after the past year of experience? Everyone's in lockdown now. Everyone's on social media. So that that really, that does help um, us musicians and small business owners and everyone um, using uh, social media to try and promote their products and things like that. Um, however, I also see social media as such an influential tool as well for all of my followers because my target audience is actually teenagers. Um, so I know all of them are living most of their life on social media. So Anything I say, do is seen and projected out there. And it's a great platform to get what you want to say out there. That's really interesting. You know, I guess with a teenage audience, do you feel any level of responsibility, like as, as a role model, you know, cause there was always, you know, the, the big panic whenever a pop star suddenly grows up, like with, you know, Miley Cyrus and Ariana Grande and all that sort of stuff, you know, do you feel that extra pressure having a younger audience? I don't know, to be honest. Um, I don't feel... There's a bit of pressure in when it comes to like releasing big projects and things like that. Cause at the end of the day, you spend months on honing your craft. And then when you release it, it's a bit nerve wracking. But when it comes to releasing everything in front of these teenagers, I kind of feel like a bit of an older sister. <laughs> yeah. In a way, I don't feel so much as like they're looking up to me as this big idol because there's, there's no way. I'm in that circumstance whatsoever. It just, it feels more of like a, I'm a bit of an older sister. And if I can help with any sort of minor wisdom that I have, I will, I will do so. Yeah, no, I think, I think that's really fun. I guess, uh, you know, 
talking of the impression that you make on people and those collaborations we were mentioning earlier, how do you make sure when you have opportunities like, you know, as I said, performing for The Voice and you also have a, a lengthy list of people, uh, you know, like Delta Goodrum, uh, Andy Whitmore that you've worked uh, with in the past, you know, how do you make sure that when you work with those people, you, you know, stand out without inadvertently being obnoxious? Studying a few business courses and things like that, what you're asking out of someone, you've got to always give something back. At the end of the day, if you were to go up to say, I don't know, an ice cream man, and you turn around and say, please, 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 can you give me a vanilla ice cream cone, but I'm not going to pay you. <laughs> They're going to be quite upset about that. They're going to be like, um, no, please go away. Like, But if you turn around and say, hey, I don't have any money to pay you, However, I'm willing to go give out 50 of your flyers at Market Street or something in exchange for one ice cream cone. That's both of you are getting something out of that at the end of the day. And that's probably the best way. And once you have secured a deal like that, you just have to try your hardest. And at the end of the day, trying your hardest is the best that you can do. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I really like that analogy. I think that's a, that's a lot of fun. And also, you know, maybe new job opportunity for me. Head down to the ice cream, man. Yeah. Get handing those flyers out. Um, yeah, I guess the other thing that I wanted to talk about with, uh, you know, talking on the collaboration front and making good impressions with people is how to draw the most out of a collaboration. Because we were touching on that feedback and working with Chris Arnott on SOS. You know, how do you make sure when you're collaborating with people that you... Uh, are able to kind of get in sync because I think that a lot of musicians talk a lot about the vibe in a room and that feeling when you're putting music together. But is there anything kind of more clinical about it to make sure that you, when you approach a collaboration environment, uh, come away with the best results? What's the prep for that? Two points on that. One, people probably won't like the answer to. <laughs> That's the one I'm looking for. Let's hear it. For myself, for the past two and a half years, I wrote with as many different producers as possible. And it just means getting out of your comfort zone and learning how to communicate with people. Um, and it's a bit daunting for some, but once you get to like maybe sixth, seventh producer that you've written with, you kind of go, okay. I'm not as uncomfy anymore. And if the other point is if you are still a bit uncomfy, just prepare beforehand. If you kind of go, okay, I'm going into this um, this production session and I don't know what's going to go on. I'm a bit nervous, even for people in their, their first time writing with um, producers, just come prepared. Even if you don't play an instrument or something like that, come with a reference track or write a poem, write some lyrics. If you like a movie or something and you like the storyline in the movie, mess around with it. Imagine from a different perspective from one of the characters in the movie and just write it down. So then at least when you go into the session, you're not absolutely stuck and bewildered and then you get that awkward atmosphere and that's why you feel like you're not gelling. Um, yeah, but also yeah. the more you write with, the more you're going to gel with them. It, it sounds like a lot of the tricks that I hear people who do both improv music and improv stage work, you, you know, having essentially prompts that you've pre-prepared for yourself and having things that are just in the toolkit ready to go. Because, you know, you never know when the silence is going to strike and you have to be the one to suddenly break it, right? So having those things at the back of your mind ready to go, I can imagine being so useful in that circumstance. Yeah. I guess uh, the last thing I wanted to touch on before we leave is is looking at a multimedia career in the arts. You know, we've mentioned all of these collaborators. How much do you feel you need to know as a musician about 
everything to do with what being a musician involves. You know, do you need to know how to run your own social media? Do you need to know how to produce your own videos? Do you need to have all of the contacts or is it just more important to like know the right people? What's the right balance for you? You set off into the music industry as an independent artist. It's like running through a jungle. (laughs) Sometimes you're going to get lucky and you might find another human in there that wants to help you. But half of the time you're going to come across some snakes or a tiger or something that aren't trying to help you. So at the end of the day, you may not enjoy photography or videography or something like that. But the more you know, this sounds really bad. The more you know, the less the less likely you are going to get screwed over. <laughs> um, if you know how um, to take a photo, if you know how to record a video, when you go and have a music video shot, you can actually talk to the videographer, cinematographer and say, hey, I'm actually really wanting an aerial shot or mm, I don't really like the color grading on this edit. Can you please try to fix that, change it yeah, up yeah. a little bit? then you're more likely to get what you want. You're less likely to get screwed over or like worse, get like charged way too much for something that you could have either done yourself or they shouldn't have charged you that much for such a tiny project. So the tip is probably just study up things that surround anything to do with being a musician. So say um, rather than paying $300 for a day for a makeup artist, go learn yourself. If you don't want to pay for a course, go, go look at YouTube. Yeah, you just got to um, drive ahead yourself. At the end of the day, the more you know, the less you have to rely on other people. Yeah, I think I think that's really interesting because there definitely is that flip side to collaboration where sometimes people just aren't there with your best interests at heart. And it's better to, to kind of know when that's happening, even if it does take a little bit more work in things that you're not necessarily as passionate about. We are partnered with the councils here, City of Ryden Lane Cove Council, and they have artist registers up if you want to go submit yourself to that, which not only helps the councils get in touch with you for things, but also helps you find collaborators that maybe aren't going to be the ones without your best interests sit hard you know find the right people to work with you are listening to get get ready Tamsin. thank you so much for joining us it's been fascinating talking with you and uh congrats again on the win for sos in the international songwriting competition yeah thank you so much for having me it was really fun it's actually really cool you asked some really really interesting questions i try my best you are listening to Get Gig Ready, brought to you by City of Ride, Lane Cove Council, Macquarie University, the Live Music Office, and Music New South Wales. Before we go, I did want to leave you with Tamsin's track SOS, which she did with Chris Arnott that we were talking about earlier. It's a wonderful Billie Eilish-style vibe, and I hope you'll enjoy it as much as I have been. We'll see you back here next time on Get Gig Ready. I'm feeling shy, but I'll say what I like. You're not haunting my mind. Try to say goodbye Is it hard to comply Or do you feel confined We used to have it all But I'm banging on the door Now I can't bring myself To hang on so well Nothing I can do Don't waste my youth It's on you You went from this S.O.S. I needed you just not in the mood So careless There's nothing else that I can do It bores me when I look at you We're too far gone Don't know where we got lost But it's time that we're done
Pause me when I look at you. Pause me when I. 